the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Dennis Prager here. Thanks for listening to the Daily Dennis Prager Podcast. To hear the entire three hours of my radio show, commercial-free, every single day, become a member of PragerTopia. You'll also get access to 15 years' worth of archives, as well as the Daily Show Prep. Subscribe at PragerTopia.com. All right, welcome to the Dennis Prager Show. I am your guest host, Carl Jackson, sitting in for the great Dennis Prager. It's always an honor and a privilege uh, to be or to sit behind the mic of a Dennis Prager. I admire him greatly. Dennis Prager uh, is the one that uh, discovered me and, and launched me off into a national status, if you will. Uh, locally, it was my brothers from another mother, the American adversaries, just cool white people in my life that have been doing amazing, amazing things. So I appreciate Dennis Prager uh, always. Uh, definitely just admire and adore the man. Make sure uh, that you uh, check out his articles at DennisPrager.com. Make sure that you subscribe to Prager U, uh, especially if you have a bunch of woke kids or even if there's some woke adults around you, if you can share some Prager U videos with them, I guarantee you uh, they will make a difference. Five five minute videos on average uh, that will absolutely change the way that you view America. And I believe the way that you uh, that the way that you uh, you view the world. Also, every Tuesday, uh, the Dennis and Julie podcast, you can find that on the Salem podcast network dot com, Salem podcast network dot com for the Dennis and Julie podcast. All right, guys, I want to talk to you about a couple of things, and there's some news breaking uh, that I do want to talk to you about as well. But first, let me go ahead and set the table uh, on uh, on this Dennis Prager show. The number to call in, 1-8-Prager-776. That is 1-8-Prager-776. I've really been thinking about the left and the Democrat Party, who I believe are synonymous at this point. Uh, if you continue to vote for this president or believe in this president, support this president, support the policies of this president and the administration, the left wants to throw Biden over uh, overboard, uh, not because they not because they're not in love with his policies, but he's not the man to carry them out. I want you to understand that. I want you to understand that the left is interested in they're, they're not interested in truth. We're going to we're going to get into that. I'm going to get into terms that the left has tried to redefine, including the word recession. And I know that you've heard about this. I'm going to go into it with a little more detail, I believe, in specificity. I want to talk to you about what's going on in the economy. I want to talk to you about what the left is doing. And also, I'm going to challenge you. The other day I tweeted out and I encourage you to follow me on Twitter just Carl Jackson Show on Twitter, wherever I am on social media, either the Carl Jackson Show or Carl Jackson Show. 
But I tweeted out the other day that there are two types of Republicans, and I believe this to be true, because as much as I'm concerned about the left, I'm just as concerned about those that are fighting against the left, those that are on my team, if you will. And those that are on my team, the Republicans, the conservatives, those, the patriots, those that believe and subscribe to the Constitution, believe in our Judeo-Christian heritage, I have to challenge you. I have to ask you, do you understand the left, that the, the, the threat, the, the existential threat, as a matter of fact, that the left poses to the American way of life? This is crucial. There are two types of Republicans. There are those that do understand the existential threat that the left poses to the American way of life. And then there's there. And then there's those that do not. This came to mind the other day. I moderated for a county, local county commissioner's uh, race here in central Florida. And I, and, and I wasn't thinking about them specifically, but I, there were a couple of conversations that I heard there. There were a couple of conversations that I heard of elsewhere. And it was it, it, the conversations, whomever was involved in the conversation, talked about how, uh, you know, basically Republicans need to learn to get along uh, with Democrats. We want to return to this place in time where Republicans and Democrats got along. Everything was hunky-dory. We could battle, but and then we could go out to lunch together. Now, I'm going to share something very personal with you. I went through a custody battle. I think you guys know this. I've shared this before, I'm pretty sure, on the Dennis Prager show. I went through a custody battle for my uh, lovely daughter, and uh, it, it was very hard. I was very young at the time, but I was determined that no one was going to tell me what type of father I could be and how much time that I was going to spend with my daughter. And this was before Christ, all right? So this was B.C. This was before Christ. But I, I, I want you to understand that I had to make a, de- a determination there what type of father I wanted to be and what type of fight I was willing to put up in order to be in order to be a father. Thank God I had a family friend in my life, Alex Ortiz, that would constantly tell me, Carl, uh, the squeaky wheel gets the grease and you're going to have to be if you want to be a father because he had gone through a custody battle himself. If you're going to be a father, you've got to be prepared to be disliked. You have to be prepared to be nasty. That wasn't my personality. At the time, I was, uh, uh, I was, I guess you could say, or at least I thought I was at the time, I was in love with my daughter's mother. I wanted to marry her. We had both lived a crazy lifestyle. We were both heathens, just being real, just being completely honest with you. But uh, I came to a point where Christ was changing my heart. And so I wanted to be a father. I wanted to make this happen. She had different plans. A bunch of chaos had broken out. I mean, things that you wouldn't believe. I felt like I was in an episode of Stranger Things or on a, or, or on a Dukes of Hazard episode, even being attacked by some people uh, that had come to my aunt, uh, my aunt and uncle's house uh, and chased me down in a car in an attempt to kill me. Basically, uh, it, it was absolutely uh, in, it was absolutely insane. But even through all of that, I would go back wishy washy. You know, how do I feel? How do I feel? Oh, man, what if we can salvage this and salvage that? And, you know, and constantly I had this friend speaking in my ear. Carl, the squeaky wheel gets the grease and you have to be mean and you have to be nasty right now. But after but after you go through your custody battle, after you win for the sake of your child and for the sake of having harmony as best as possible with the child going between a couple of homes, then you become this nice guy again. Guys, I'm here to tell you, 
if you consider yourselves a Republican, I was thinking about this. this I don't know that there's a such thing per se as a moderate or, or a rhino. I do use those terms oftentimes because it's just easier when we're talking about politics to describe those Republicans that don't have the type of fight that I see from myself, that I see from a Dennis Prager, that I see from colleagues at, uh, uh, at, at Salem. But we have to understand the times that we're living in. And I think a lot of Republicans still to date don't understand the times that we're living in and they don't understand who our enemy is. And I know you don't want to pose. I don't I know you don't want to talk about Democrats necessarily as enemies. And perhaps if they're your neighbors or family members and so on, et cetera, I don't want you to. But I want you to understand that the Democrat Party has been co-opted by the left and there isn't a time for us to play nice. We have no time to play nice, to get along, to sing Kumbaya. Those days are over. The day has come where we have to crush them, crush them. There's no compromise, no caveats. We have to crush them. Now, after we beat their behinds or spank their behinds in 2022 and 2024, if they want to come alongside us in order to make America strong again, in order to make America great again, by all means, come on in. But they must be defeated and they must be crushed. Guys, I want you to understand again that the left isn't interested in truth. They're not interested in truth. They're interested in compliance. I'm going to illustrate this with One of the things that I want to talk about today, and again, I got some good news coming up. DeSantis, the GOAT, great governor of all time, is at it again. Bad news for Brittany Griner, the WNBA uh, soccer star in Russia. Bad news for her. Bad news for her, especially with the Biden administration in the White House. uh, But she was just sentenced to nine years in prison. And listen, I don't want her to spend nine years in prison. I do believe there should be consequences because she should have known better. But there's two consequences that Brittany Griner is playing, playing or, or yeah, uh, it, it, paying, I should say. One is she did a bad deed. She did something really stupid. And so, you know, this Russia is in America. So she should pay the price. She should pay some type of price. This notion that America is this evil country with, you know, dictators as Trump was ruling in the White House is just completely insane. And so now she's experiencing the consequences, not just of her actions by having whatever residual she had of weed, basically oil, whatever it was uh, that, that she had taken over there. But she's also paying the consequences of her vote. She voted for a weak and feckless president in the Biden administration. She voted for a party that is completely weak when it comes to foreign policy, and now she's paying the price for it. So that's what I have to say about uh, Brittany Griner. But again, I want to encourage you to be the type of Republican that understands the existential threat that the left poses to the United States of America and be willing to stand up and fight. Now isn't the time to sing Kumbaya. Now is the time to absolutely crush the left. This is Carl Jackson in for Dennis Prager. We'll be back. When times are tough, you find out who your friends really are. That's true in the mortgage business as well. When the market's good, there are a lot of mortgage companies to choose from. But when the market changes, like right now, those companies are out and they leave you high and dry as they close their doors. 
Instead, go with the company who'll be there when things get tough. AndrewandTodd.com. Andrew Del Rey and Todd Avakian aren't just mortgage brokers. They're bankers with Sierra Pacific, one of the only banks with the same name and same owners for the past 40 years. Whether you're buying a new home or considering a reverse mortgage to tap into your home's equity and never pay another monthly mortgage payment, Andrew and Todd will be there when you need them. When things get tough, you need Andrew and Todd. Don't wait. Get your pre-approved loan today while rates are still historically low. Go to andrewandtodd.com. That's andrewandtodd.com. andrewandtodd.com. All right, welcome back to the Dennis Prager Show. I am your guest host, Carl Jackson, filling in for Dennis Prager. I want to thank Alan Estrin uh, for the opportunity to be able to sit in as well. Uh, He's always been great to me. The same is true for Sean McConnell. uh, That's in my ear. Guys, this month is PragerU Fundraising Month. Uh, So, again, if you guys can help uh, donate to the cause of PragerU, it is doing. PragerU is having – PragerU is helping to shift the culture. The radical left through their institutions, I don't care if it's entertainment, academia, whatever it may be. I'm telling you, PragerU is such a juggernaut in the conservative movement and what they're doing to fight back against the left and to save this country. I encourage you to donate. All right. Uh, So just go to Prager, uh, uh, PragerU.com and you can donate there. PragerU.com. You can make sure, be sure to make a donation there. And I I would encourage you, God's to honest truth. You watch these PragerU videos, and I kid you not, in five minutes, you're sitting there thinking like, oh, my God, I never knew that. You're more informed than your neighbor or other family members just for taking five minutes out of your day in order to become educated on issues that affect our culture, that affect our nation, that affect politics. So please, PragerU.com, this is fundraising month. If you guys can help out, if you guys want to stop the woke left, if you guys want to return America to a place where it's the, uh, the, 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 the land of the free and the home of the brave, please, 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 please uh, donate to PragerU. Also subscribe to PragerU, please. Okay, call 833-PRAGER-U. That's 833-PRAGER-U. And also, if you want to call into this program, it is 1-8-PRAGER-776. And Glenn and Tom, I see you out there. Please don't go anywhere. I want to get through some of this material, but I want to make sure that I get to your calls. I will get to as many calls as I possibly can today. Again, I'm always honored and just feel so privileged to be able to sit behind uh, the uh, b- behind Dennis's microphone. And I, I listen to Dennis as frequently as I can. And I hear uh, the callers oftentimes, and you guys are very brilliant. So I look forward to being able to talk uh, to many of you. Again, I want to continue uh, with this theme that the left isn't concerned about truth. They're concerned about compliance. They want compliance. But before I do, I do want to get to a couple of uh, a couple of articles that uh, Sean has shared with me, had tipped Sean McConnell. And this is DeSantis uh, suspends a Soros-backed uh, state attorney who has refused to enforce the abortion ban uh, right here in Tampa, Florida. Uh, I'm in central Florida, so this is very big news. The uh, DeSantis says Andrew Warren had refused to enforce numerous Florida laws and would not work with the police. Guys, this is exactly what we don't want. This is exactly what I mean. Decide what type of Republican you're going to be. Are you going to be the type of Republican that understands the existential threat that the left poses to our nation or are you not? 
I don't know that there's necessarily a thing as a moderate or a rhino. I, I, I tend to believe there are people that get it and there are people who do not. And sadly, I still think we have people in the Republican Party who don't get it. DeSantis isn't one of those people. Guys, if we don't have the rule of law, the Constitution is based upon Judeo-Christian or derived from Judeo-Christian values. We subscribe to the rule of law, not the rule of man, not some despot in the White House like the wannabe that we see uh, in, in there right now. That's not who we are. So if ruse, if the rule of law doesn't apply, this system simply doesn't work. DeSantis understands that. Andrew Warren out on his butt. And that's the way that it should be. That is the way that it should be. You have to take control of this stuff. I want to talk to you about what's happened in Kansas briefly before I get to the IRS. And, and by the way, I touched on Brittany Griner. I see uh, I got some calls there on Brittany Griner, and I will get to you shortly. Brittany Griner. Here's what you have to understand. Let me let me let me. I said I won't spend much time on her, but I do want to go back to this for just a second. Brittany Griner, I know no one wants to hear it. She was unappreciative. She was an ingrate when it came to America, to American values. That's just being truthful. I'm not I'm just being factual here. She was an ingrate when it came to America. And now she's in Russia, sentenced to nine years in prison. And I'm sorry, uh, the prison swaps that they mentioned, uh, this merchant of death, this guy that sold weaponry to kill Americans, other other people elsewhere. No, she should not be traded for the merchant of death. That would be asinine on our part. And it was ridiculous for Secretary of State Blinken to even speak about it, to even offer it or the Biden administration. It makes no sense whatsoever. I don't want her sitting in prison for nine years, but I do believe there should be some consequences for her actions. I, I, I mean, I, I, I don't I, I don't get it. Hopefully this will make her more appreciative of being an American. Hopefully this will make some people on the left understand how how much better our system of governance is when you compare it to places like Russia, Iran and these uh, crazy places that have despots in charge like you have with Vladimir Putin. Absolutely makes no sense whatsoever. This Kansas story. This amendment that went on to Kansas, this uh, this uh, this abortion amendment that basically went on, uh, you know, I, I forget exactly what it uh, what they call them, but it's an amendment process. These people get to vote on it. And now Kansas, a Kansas that is actually has a lot of conservatives and I think typically uh, tends to be more conservative when it comes to the issue of life. I think they got snookered. I think they got duped. I've got to go back and find it. But I heard Charlie Kirk on his program and Jack Posobiec reading the language, reading the language on that uh, on that amendment. Nobody, unless you're an attorney in their right mind, could understand that memo. And I want you to understand for those that did understand, I want you to understand what you've done. I want you to understand what you've done. By passing this amendment, all you've done is empowered perverts, pimps. Players, prostitutes, that's what you've done. You've empowered, again, perverts, pimps, players, prostitutes. That's what's happened in Kansas. Ladies, see, this. I heard Dennis Prager. I didn't get to hear the entire conversation. But I heard Dennis Prager talking about, uh, talking about this to some extent yesterday and talking about the differences between men and women. Here's what, this is why I don't buy into these 
left-wing narratives, this redefining of terms, and, and that men can be women and women can be men. The sexes are different. Men behave much different than women do. Men are driven big time sexually. And for all of you ladies, you want to be feminists who claim that you are for women's rights whenever you argue for abortion. And right now, these ladies aren't pro-choice. These these chicas are pro-abortion. All you're doing is empowering perverts, pimps, players, and prostitutes. That's what you are doing. You are telling these people when you say, my body, my choice, I should be able to have an abortion at any time. You are defeating your own cause in this feminist movement. I don't even really know if it exists anymore. There's no credibility because all you're saying to these people, to the perverts, pimps, and players, that you are a piece of meat and you are nothing more than a piece of meat. This is why I have no respect for the left. This is why I don't want to compromise with the left. These people are destroying the country. These people are destroying the culture. And we have no business compromising with them. If you don't understand the existential threat that the left poses to the United States of America, I guess you better listen to Ice Cube and ask somebody. We'll be back. Towels just don't seem to dry you anymore. They feel soft and lotiony in the store, but you get them home and they don't absorb. Well, Mike Lindell at My Pillow found that out around 2006, and towels changed forever. He found the best towel company right here in the USA. They have proprietary technology to create towels that feel soft but actually work, and that happens to be true. I use them. They are all made with USA cotton, and they come with the MyPillow 60-day money-back guarantee. Six-piece set, two bath, two hand towels, two washcloths. Regularly $109.99, now $39.99. Just go to MyPillow.com and click on the new radio listener specials and get deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the towels, by entering the promo code Prager or call 800-761-6302 for these great radio specials. MyPillow.com, promo code Prager. Welcome back to the Dennis Prager Show. I'm your guest host, Carl Jackson, sitting in for Dennis Prager. You can find me on social media, The Carl Jackson Show, wherever I'm found. Also, you can check out my podcast, like, subscribe, review, share, all of that good stuff. TheCarlJacksonShow.com, SalemPodcastNetwork.com, Apple, Google, Spotify, you name it, anywhere where uh podcasts are found you can find me uh and again i want to thank alan estrin i want to thank dennis prager and sue first and foremost for allowing me to sit behind this microphone sean mcconnell in my ear i'm very grateful for all of you the number to call in one eight prager seven seven six one eight prager seven seven six uh before i get on to the irs i i tony has been waiting for quite some time so i want to make sure that i go to tony and santa clarita uh, so, Tony, welcome to the Dennis Prager Show. You've got the mic. Hey, uh, this week, America traded some Taliban guys for that al-Qaeda guy that they killed. And I think they're going to trade some Russians for some more al-Qaeda and ISIS guys that the Russians took in in, in uh, Syria 
and they're going to use this Britney girl as a cover. That's what's going well, on. I, okay, oh, Tony, I don't know that, but I will definitely look into that. There's no doubt in my mind that the Biden administration will attempt to do something very stupid. Uh, so there is uh, I, I don't doubt you, but I do have to look that up for myself. I really appreciate you uh, being, being out there. We're living in crazy times, guys. We're living in crazy times. Uh, it's 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 unbelievable, um, unbelievable foreign policy, so on, et cetera. Uh, that's happening. It's it, it, it's really it's really really scary. And again, I go back to uh, for those of you that are listening, for those of you that are patriots, Republicans, conservatives, uh, subscribe to Judeo Christian values. I'm going to encourage you. We have to defeat the left. We have to absolutely crush them at the ballot box. I don't want to hear any of this. Hey guys, you know what? Uh, there was a period of time where we were able to sit with you know those that we disagreed with on the you know in the Democrat Party on the left or what have you. And again, I'm not talking about family and friends per se. Uh, to uh, the best of your ability, you should try to make peace with anyone. The Bible tells us to do that. When it comes to the leftists, I really do believe these people are intentionally trying to destroy America. A lot of these people are intentionally uh, they're just they tend to be evil and bad people. And I want to be emphatically clear about that. We can't work with them. We shouldn't be trying to work with them. Uh, like I mentioned in the first hour and the custody battle that I had to go through uh, in order to be able to see my daughter and spend time with my daughter. I had to forget that her mother was someone that I wanted to marry at one point in time. And I had to go in the courtroom uh, with an attorney and just go in there and 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 and, and try to seek uh, just try to do harm to her, try to totally break her down, try to get her to break uh, so so that I could get time with my daughter. Uh, and, and I have no animosity to her uh, towards her today. It took some time by the grace of God to get through that period of time. But it was tough and it got really, really, really nasty. But I had to do that so that I could be a father. And then we got to a point where we could co-parent to some degree. Uh, and that was important. And so we have to look at politics in that way. We have to look at politics in that way right now. If we're going to save this country, you're not you, you have to understand we're not getting along with the left. We're not going to be liked by the left. I'll say this quickly before I get back to the IRS. Ron DeSantis is starting to understand this. Trump, I, I think initially Trump didn't understand how bad the left was until he started going through these impeachment hearings, how deep the deep state was. I think he gets it. I think he gets it now. I don't think there's a lot of Republicans that get it. Sadly, those uh, many in Washington, D.C. still don't get it. I'm glad many of you, I believe, are getting it, and I hope even more will get it. Subscribe to PragerU, all right? Donate to PragerU and subscribe, and I think more and more and more of you will get it. Let me return real quickly uh, to this issue on the IRS before I go to how the left has trying to uh, try to redefine terms and COVID and how the left is systematically trying to destroy the working class. And in part, this IRS story that I'm going to bring you has something to do with that. And the New York Post reported it again. I'll reiterate some of the things that I've said, but 80 percent of new IRS revenue will come from the small businesses that are earning under 200,000. Now, some of you that might not be familiar with small business, you don't understand. OK, a business makes 200,000. Oh, my God. You think you think the employer makes 200,000. No, the employer doesn't. The employer hasn't paid employees. Uh, he hasn't paid workers comp. He hasn't paid for material. He or she hasn't paid for gas. 
uh, he or she hasn't paid for advertising. So that employer's business could be making $200,000 while that employer personally is maybe making 50000 That's the way business works. A lot of people don't understand that. So this idea that the Biden administration is going to chase after these billionaires. Well, there aren't enough billionaires that exist in the United States in order for them to be able to collect all of this money that they're collecting. So they're going to have to go after the working class and they're going to go after the working class in order to do that. Oh, 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 oh. And they're buying up ammo and firearms. I mean, of course, how doesn't that make sense? Don't we expect accountants to look like Rambo when we go in to see them? Of course the IRS should be buying military-grade firearms and ammunition. That makes total sense, right? Unfreaking believable where we are. So, so much for the rich paying for their fair share. Thank you. Thank you, Senator Joe Manchin. I hope you lose your career. Uh, you certainly lost my respect. Uh, but uh, I, I tell you what, I, for a brief period of time, I've never trusted Joe Manchin. For a brief br- period of time, I allowed my judgment to lapse. I was skeptical at the beginning. This guy stayed strong last year with Kirsten Cinema, And I'm sitting here thinking, I must be wrong about this guy. No, no, no. He's a snake. It just took him a little longer to expose uh, himself for exactly who uh, who he is. So between 78 and 90 percent, I had to New York Post of, of the of the estimated 200 billion the IRS will collect will come from small businesses making less than two hundred thousand dollars. So Biden lied. Small business is going to die in America and they wanted to do just that. Just four to nine percent. OK, listen to these numbers. Just four to nine percent will come from businesses making more than five hundred thousand a year. And, and honestly, if you're a business making uh, five hundred thousand a year. That that's I, I know they consider that a larger business. Uh, depending on your you know expenses, that may be technically a small business, too. But for for the sake of the IRS, I know they see it differently. But just four to nine percent will come from businesses making more than five hundred thousand a year. So these people just continue to lie to your face. They just continue to lie to your face because the left isn't interested in truth. They're interested in compliance. That's what you need to understand. The left and dare I say the Democrat Party, because I believe they're synonymous today. I believe that if vote for the Democrat Party as it exists today, you are voting for the left and you are complicit in the damage that is being done to this country. I make no apologies about that. If you vote Democrat, you're destroying this country. If you vote Democrat, you're destroying your opportunities for success. If you vote Democrat, you are voting for racism. You are voting for division. You are voting for chaos, not the rule of law. You are voting to kill babies. You are voting for censorship. You are voting for these idiots like Joe Biden to take more money out of the working class. They call it revenue. You know what I call it? I call it my freaking money. You are voting for the wokeness that exists in the military. You are voting for these liars that talk about, you know, carbon, carbon emissions. You know, you know, the stuff that we breathe out as human beings. You're voting for these liars that constantly lie to you and tell you that electrical vehicles are better for the environment when they have all of these components and minerals inside of them that are far less harmful to the environment than any car that has an internal combustible uh, engine. These people are liars. 
And if you continue to vote for the Democrat Party, you are absolutely complicit in this. And now you're complicit. Now you're complicit in the destruction, the elimination of the middle class, because that's exactly what the left is trying to do. And, and, and do you think do you think middle class Americans, small business owners can afford the accountants and the lawyers like these major corporations have to get the IRS off your back when they're auditing you? I got audited twice. Guys, I'm telling you, I lost some weight. It's scary. It's nerve wracking. It's nerve wracking. And I couldn't afford. Thank God I had some great friends that were uh, that, that were accountants that would help me out a little bit. Good God, man. Do you understand what the left is doing? They're going after patriots. I'm telling you, they are turning the IRS into the new J6 Select Committee. We'll be back. This is Carl Jackson in for Dennis Prager. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-702-5400. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-702-5400. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-702-5400. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. All right, welcome back to the Dennis Prager Show. I'm your guest host, Carl Jackson, sitting in for uh, for Dennis Prager. The number to call in, 1-8-Prager-776. Again, that number is 1-8-Prager-776. And quickly, I want to talk to you about the Dennis and Julie podcast. You can check it out. They uh, Their latest podcast that went out this week is entitled Sinatra versus Sheep, something that you may want to check out. Uh, they discussed the, the desire to always keep learning, strive to do what you love for, uh, for a living, and uh, passionate individuals are infectious. So check it out. Uh, at the Salem Podcast Network dot com, Salem Podcast Network dot com. That's Dennis and Julie Sinatra versus Sheep is the podcast that is out this week. And again, donate to PragerU dot com, PragerU dot com, PragerU dot com, eight three three PragerU. If you want to call in and donate, eight three three PragerU. Okay, so I want to get to uh, back to this IRS thing. I want to get to the ways in which. The left is lying. I want to get to the missed opportunity uh, that transpired in Taiwan as well. Just so much that I want to get to here. If you want to call in uh, 1-8-Prager-776, 1-8-Prager-776. So going back to this issue with the IRS, the Biden administration knows that small businesses can't afford uh, to fight the IRS. They're just too big. They're too powerful. 
They know that big corporations can't. Big corporations, again, can hire accountants. They can hire lawyers and fight against these uh, fight against the IRS. Uh, but those that are in the working class, small business owners just trying to trying to get started. If you have a lawn business, janitorial business, poo business, perhaps you just started a plumbing business, whatever it may be, home inspector, whatever it is, maybe a restaurant. You're just getting up off your feet. It's really hard to come by resources in order to fight against the uh, the IRS. And again, there aren't enough rich people in the United States of America, not not as much as the left would have you believe these billionaires. I think there's over 700. Uh, but uh, if you were to get uh, if you were to take all of their money, uh, all of their money, all of their assets, from what I understand, that money would only last a couple of months and then it'd be completely done. It would be completely washed up. So the poor are an easy target for the IRS, and that's why the Biden administration, that's why Joe Manchin, that's why Chuck U. Schumer had Tip Rush Limbaugh want to go after all of you patriots by using this. Joe Manchin is such a phony. Man, have I lost so much respect for that guy. Uh, not that I had tons of it, but whatever bit that I did have, it is completely gone. That guy has just sold out his people in West Virginia. You should make sure that you... Uh, that you primary him. I don't think he's up until 2024, but make sure you primary him. So even if you file your taxes correctly, even if you file your taxes correctly, the IRS comes in and audits something and they say you messed up something, you screwed up somewhere. I mean, they can get you on all types of charges. They can make your life a living hell, a nightmare. And that's exactly what the uh, what the administration wants to do. You get a letter from the IRS saying you owe them more money. Perhaps you're already strapped for crash. You may have to go into debt. You may have to close down your business altogether. They don't care. They don't care. And why more Republicans aren't speaking up against this stuff? It bothers me to no end. It bothers me to no end. Where are the fighters in the Republican Party? I know there's a handful in Congress. I know there's a handful in the Senate. We need more of them. We need them to be vocal on these issues. This is absolutely despicable. The Biden administration and the left, the Democrats, are going to sick the IRS. They want to hire 80,000 more IRS agents, 80,000 more workers to make your life a living hell if you're in the working class. But their homies that they fly, that they fly on private jets with, ah, no problem. They'll be able to afford attorneys, accountants. Uh, they'll know the tricks of the trade, all that kind of good stuff. They'll get past this. But these people, if the IRS come for you, it can take months. It can take years. Now. Let me introduce you to another story. Representative Matt Gates, hats up just the news, introduces a bill to ban the IRS from acquiring ammunition. Why do these people need firearms in the IRS? How, how is it that the IRS has the power that they have? Uh, remember, the IRS has been sick on conservatives before. Lois Lerner did it under Obama. So Biden is just carrying on the same thing. This is what the, the left is I'm telling you, we have so much work to do on the the conservative end. That's why I'm saying we cannot work with these people. We have to absolutely crush them. We have to absolutely crush them at the ballot box. Uh, U.S. Representative Matt Gates has introduced a bill to ban the IRS from acquiring ammunition. The Disarm the IRS Act is what it uh, is called, would ban the, uh, the agency responsible for tax enforcement from purchasing ammo after the agency has already. 
stockpiled 5 million rounds. Uh, the IRS has purchased $725,000 worth of ammunition uh, this year, according to uh, Representative Gates. He says, I'm not against stockpiling ammunition, but you shouldn't have to be a D.C. accountant to do it. You ought to be a mechanic in Pensacola, uh, he says. Um, he also goes on to say the Biden administration wants to disarm Americans, open the border, empty prisons. So, of course, you want to be armed because that's exactly what the Biden administration is doing, trying to disarm you. They're opening the border. We don't know who's coming into the country. They're emptying out the prison, the prison south on crime DAs all across the country in these blue cities, in these blue states. And then he says they still collect your taxes. So all this stuff are doing now. They bought all of this ammo. Why do you think they want ammo? Why do you think they want firearms? It makes no sense, except if the IRS is going to be used with an additional with an additional perhaps 80,000 agents. They're going to come after the working class. They're going to come after the people that they think are a threat to their power the elites and their power in the Democrat Party, and it's going to be you. And now they're going to have the added intimidation level of carrying a firearm on their side, perhaps when they come to your door, or at least you know, you'll know that they have that type of weaponry. It's absolutely insane. The report notes that there are more federal officers with arrest and firearm authority with the IRS, 200,000, than there are with the U.S. Marines. How many firearms does the IRS need? They have, uh, as of a report of 2018, 2,148 law enforcement officers that are working with the IRS's criminal investigation division are armed with approximately 4,460 weapons. That includes 15 fully automatic weapons. That was as of 2018. The numbers uh, have gone up. Some of the latest numbers uh, say that this, according to OpenTheBooks.com in 2020, the, militari- the militarization of the U.S. executive agencies, quote, close quote, included the IRS having 2,159 special agents, the spending of $21.3 million on guns for the IRS, uh, ammunition and military style equipment before the fiscal years or between the fiscal years 2006 and 2019 which included, again, a stockpile of more than uh, 4,500 guns. Why do they want guns? Why do they want guns? Well, the answer is simple. They want guns because they want to be able to intimidate you. They want guns uh, because they are going to get you to comply. They're not interested in the truth. I'll get to that later. They're not interested in the truth. The left aren't. The Democrat Party aren't. They're not interested in truth. They're interested in compliance. And this shows, this makes my point. We don't need 80,000 more IRS agents. We need Republicans that will get in there and bust some of these bureaucracies up. We'll be back. All right, welcome back to the Dennis Prager Show. I'm your guest host, Carl Jackson, sitting in for Dennis Prager. I want to thank Dennis Prager. I also want to thank Sue. I want to thank Alan Estrin for giving me another opportunity to sit behind the microphone. Sean McConnell in my ear. Appreciate all the help uh, that he gives me uh, while I'm here. Uh, And again, uh, follow me on 
social media, The Carl Jackson Show. Subscribe to my podcast, thecarljacksonshow.com, salempodcastnetwork.com, wherever you find podcasts, you can find me. Well, also, I'm going to ask you, this is fundraising month for PragerU. There's no shame in my game when it comes to asking you to donate to PragerU.com, PragerU.com, PragerU.com. Uh, honestly, they have had the biggest impact in our culture in, in our culture on fighting back against the left. They simply have. Five-minute videos, uh, I mean, billions and billions of views, people watching these videos, minds being changed, people being taught things that they should have been taught in the first place uh, when it comes to our educational system. There's college students that have watched videos that have said they've learned more about certain subjects uh, than they in five minutes than they had spent their entire you know college career learning you know any particular subject it's insane you get so informed by these videos in such a short period of time it's just crazy so subscribe to prager you donate to prager you just go to PragerU.com to donate or call 833 prager you 833 prager you and norm nick matt i see you there i will get to your calls shortly here i just want to continue real quick about some of the terms that the left is trying to recreate and why you should be frustrated about it. And I think Republicans should be out talking about this stuff more. I think they should be talking. About, I think they should be bragging about the accomplishments that Trump had during his administration, whether you like them or not. And I think they should be giving us a clear plan of what they're going to do going forward. I'm sorry. It is not enough in this environment to simply let the Democrats just fall by the wayside. We need to be telling people exactly what's going to happen. What's a plan? Give us a give us a 10 point plan or something other things that you'd like to accomplish as soon as you get into office. I realize you won't have the White House, but it is likely that the Republicans, obviously the Republicans will control the House. I think that's part of why Nancy Pelosi went to Taiwan uh, to get a, you know, get this photo shoot going uh, or, or what have you, you know, she doesn't care about uh, it's part of the reason is Nancy Pelosi doing Nancy Pelosi. Uh, let me just let me just put it that uh, let me just put it that way. But I think Republicans need to be out talking about this stuff more. So they say that we're not in a recession. The left says that. But that's not true. You've got 61 percent of people that now say they're living paycheck to paycheck. you got people that are shopping at the dollar store and, instead of a regular store because they're having to count the cost with every single per, uh, purchase, whether they go to buy groceries, whether it's at uh, uh, whether it's buying uh, gasoline fuel for their cars. Everyone is counting the cost. 61% of Americans now living paycheck to paycheck. First time home buyers being cut out of the market. And they have the nerve. They have the audacity. Those on the left to say that we're not in a recession. Now, I'm not saying the, the recession is horrible. I'm not saying, I mean, it was 0.9%, 1.6% in the first quarter, or 0.9% this quarter. So it is a mild recession, but it is a recession. But I don't appreciate the gaslighting, and neither should you. Telling us that we're not seeing exactly what's in front of our face is an insult. But the left doesn't care because it isn't about truth. They're not about truth. They're not about telling truth. They don't care about objective truth. They, compa- they, they, they care about power and they care about compliance. And the goal is to make you comply. We'll get into COVID shortly. That's exactly what they were doing with COVID. There's been some gain-of-function hearings on the Senate. We'll talk, uh, talk about a few takeaways as far as that's concerned. But they're redefining recession. They're saying, listen, 
you know, uh, the, 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 the same. There's some different variables here. We have so many people, uh, you know, the unemployment number is low, 3.6 percent. But that's not the that's not the J6 number that, that, that covers full unemployment. That's the J3 number trying to pull the wool over on your eyes. You have people that are still coming back to work after the pandemic hit us. And we still have five hundred thousand fewer people in the labor force, the labor force being those that are 16 years of age and older that participate in the labor market. We have 500,000 fewer people participating in the labor force than we had pre-pandemic. And these fools are going to gaslight you and continue to lie to your face and say otherwise. 11.3 million job openings that still exist. I'm just tired of the gaslighting. Aren't you disinformation? Another thing they're talking about. They're trying to uh, uh, they're, they're, they're trying to uh, redefine what it means to uh, what read uh, what disinformation uh, 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 is. According to this article, hat tip just the news. One of the more controversial t- terms the Biden administration uh, seemed to contort for political purposes is disinformation, using the term to target views with which the administration disagrees with. So no longer is disinformation disinformation. It's just political speech that you disagree with. Remember the whole minister of truth that Nina Jankowitz that they uh, that they tried to bring on board secretary of state or secretary of Homeland Security. Alejandro Mayorkas defended uh, that initiative as well, tackling the threat, quote unquote, he said, of disinformation, uh, especially when it uh, targets migrants and all this kind of stuff he was talking about. Just a complete and utter liar. So disinformation became political speech that the left disagrees with. They talked about domestic terrorism. They redefined domestic terrorism. Did you know that when you gave birth to your children, mom and dad out there, that you became a domestic terrorist? Because that's exactly what the Biden administration said you became. So re so a domestic terrorist was no longer a person with a weapon uh, <laughs> that was trying to intimidate and or kill or threatened uh, to kill uh, Americans. Now this domestic terrorist is a mom and dad. Mom and dad are Trump supporter. Right. This is what domestic terrorists became. We can't allow these people. I've even seen some conservatives kind of, ah, you know, whatever they call it. No, it's not whatever they call it. They don't get to define the terms. This is what the left is great at. The left defines the terms and then we play by their rules. We can't do that. It's one of the things that Trump did well. He set the narrative. He set the tone. It's one thing that Ron DeSantis is doing well. Ron DeSantis is setting the tone. If you recall, the other day, Ron DeSantis uh, rejected an interview with The View, with the people of The View, Joy Behar, Whoopi Goldberg, so on. He rejected an interview there. Uh, you, all of the nasty things they had been saying about him, uh, that, they, you know, his lockdowns or, or, you know, the freedom that we had in Florida during COVID. They said he was killing people, killing children by not masking. And I'm paraphrasing, but they were saying they, they were, I mean, just nasty, just vitriolic, vicious towards Governor Ron DeSantis. He says, no, thank you. His communications team, no, thank you. He reminded uh, his communications team reminded the view of some of the nasty things that were said by Sonny Hostin and Navarro. And they just said, no, thank you. Today, he gives this press conference and he says he's firing this fool in Tampa. Uh, this uh, what is it? A district attorney or whatever. That's not uh, uh, not following the rules, not uh, uh, not doing what he should be doing as a uh, as a district attorney. When it comes to, I believe, the issue of abortion and CRT in schools, not enforcing the law, in other words. 
And, and, and so we're learning that when it comes to defining terms, defining terms is extremely important. The left knows exactly what they're doing. When they talk about an insurrectionist, how many people were armed when they went into the Capitol? How many people were armed? I believe there was one gentleman. I don't I don't even recall if he was in the Capitol. I think he was near the Capitol uh, and he was just sent into a relatively uh, heavy, uh, heavy sentence. And they got some text messages or uh, or voicemail from him where he said some stupid things. But I think he's going to be spending five to six years in, in, in prison. I don't think he should. I know a lot of Republicans. Well, you should get uh, you, you, you know, you deserve they should get the book thrown and thrown at them. Please. These people are in, in pretrial detention. I'm so sick of hearing Republicans. They should. No, stop. Stop buying the left's narratives. Voter suppression. Oh, voter suppression is when black people when when black people have to show ID, that's voter suppression. No, that's not voter suppression. That's freaking insulting. Just because of the color of my skin, I don't know how to read a damn ID. I don't know where to go to get an ID. That's voter suppression. Voter suppression is saying that you can't go around and do ballot harvesting and go to people's homes. A third party can't go to people's homes and, uh, and, and, and take a ballot from them. All types of cheating could occur as a result. So if I don't buy into that, uh, you know, I'm some Uncle Tom, I'm some sellout. But for the left, that's voter suppression because they think blacks and minorities are so dumb that we don't know where to go to get ID and i guess apparently we can't read ID when we get ID that's not voter suppression that's insulting this is the democrat party this is the democrat party i got to tell you every time i look at Karine Jean Pierre the white house press secretary i look at how i see how racist the democrat party is because they have put that woman as the White House press secretary that is completely clueless, that is completely unqualified, that is completely, I'm sorry, she's unintelligent, but because she's a black female lesbian, they're putting her on display when she should have been challenged in college. We'll be back. This is Carl Jackson in for Dennis Prager. All right, welcome back to the Dennis Prager Show. I'm your guest host, Carl Jackson, sitting in for Dennis Prager. Again, go to PragerU.com, PragerU.com, PragerU.com. This is fundraising month. Uh, you can help beat back the left and restore America, uh, where it is the land of the free and the home of the brave. I think we can uh, we can do that. You can help Dennis Prager do that. You can help those uh, his team and uh, Alan Estrin and everyone at PragerU do that. So PragerU.com, please donate there. Also, you can call 833-PRAGERU. That's 833-PRAGERU. Uh, and so just the last thing that I want to talk about that the left is trying uh, to redefine. Again, I've talked about recession and how they've tried to redefine recession and lying about the number of people that are coming back in the workforce when they know they're far behind. People are growing lazy. Uh, a lot of middle class, sadly, a lot of middle class people uh, got into the habit of just being lazy and not going to work. So you have 500,000 fewer people in their labor force than we had before, Eleven point three uh, million job openings uh, that still exist. And, and and yet the left will lie to you and say that we're not in a recession, economic, you know, economic decline. They're having to raise rates. And these people just gas like you. They just continue to lie to your face. They'll sit there and tell you, uh, you know, uh, apparently 61 percent of us aren't living paycheck to paycheck. I, it, it's amazing to me. You aren't deciding which groceries you have to leave on the shelf. You aren't deciding which places you aren't going to drive. This is who the left is. They want compliance. They're not interested in truth. 
They're telling you what a domestic terrorist is. They're redefining that, redefining insurrection, uh, an insurrectionist, redefining what voter suppression is. You guys should be insulted by this stuff. Now they're redefining illegal alien, telling you that an illegal alien isn't an illegal alien. An illegal alien is just a non-citizen. It almost seems like Mayor Eric Adams uh, and Mayor Muriel Bowser might be ready to disagree with that, but they're not quite there. Oh, shortly, I got to tell you something, too. I got to share share with you some news that's happening with uh, Breonna Taylor, this Breonna Taylor case. Yeah, I know you haven't heard that. Let me share with you. But go to some balls because some of you have been waiting quite some time and I really do appreciate it. Let me go to Nick in Chicago. I'm getting some feedback, guys. Nick, welcome to the Dennis Prager Show. Dennis Prager Show, you, you got the mic. Yeah, in case that's my phone doing that, just tell me and hang up. But um, thank you for putting me on. I appreciate it very much. Um, I, sure. I, I think you're doing an excellent job, as always, you know, filling in for thank people. Thank you. And, yeah. Thank and you. Dennis Prager is... Uh, probably the most intelligent and possesses the greatest wisdom of any radio talk show host. And you fit right in. You're very comfortable to be uh, as a substitute here. Uh, Man, thank you. I really do appreciate that. Well, yeah. Hey, hey, I appreciate your being on our side, you know. Um, uh, The point I want to call about, and it's all the screener, and plus, if I may, very briefly, because I'm Ukrainian-American, just touch upon the subject that, uh, that educated caller mentioned. But first, this this weaponizing of the IRS that 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 doesn't surprise me at all. They've been weaponizing white uh, attacks on white collar uh, collar criminals uh, um, that are affiliated with Trump uh, just to create intimidation. It's obvious. You know, what do you do when you have a uh, like Roger Stone? He's not a a saint, but he's not a person that's got to worry about having people sure. with bulletproof vests and a person and people in the back where he has a little stream with a little boat uh, tied to the, uh, a little uh, stick of wood or something so it doesn't float away. I mean, uh, this is all intimidation, and it's all there is to it. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if they would not be disappointed if somebody would, uh, out of protection, come out with a gun and they shot him down and say, oh, look, uh, we didn't mean to do this, but this is a uh, raid that we're doing here and uh, to prevent somebody from wiping their uh, the computer clean or, or shredding uh, paper documents that are incriminating. And if I yeah. may very briefly talk about the Ukrainian thing, if I can just slip this in real fast, uh, think about it. I'll make it fast, sure. like one minute. Okay, uh, I'm a Ukrainian-American. My parents, 90 years ago, one lifetime ago, lived through Stalin's famine against Ukraine. It was punishment. Wow. And millions died. Yeah, millions died. It was not that long ago when you think about it historically. Uh, it was punishment for Ukraine. During the time when it was brought into the USSR, as other countries were around the perimeter of the nation of Russia, uh, it was punishment for wanting for Ukraine that wanted to be independent, wanted to be friends with the West, they wanted to be communists, and they got punished for that. Now we have the same basic nonsense going on again. The nation of Russia, through Putin, is punishing Ukraine for not agreeing to be part of NATO. But see... Getting back to what the caller called, that, that in 94 was the Budapest Memorandum. And the Budapest Memorandum, if it sounds like kind of a flimsy agreement, especially in relation to all the nuclear weapons that Russia put into there, into Ukraine, it was designed that if Ukraine gave up those weapons and let, let Russia take them back, that uh, United States, Great Britain, and Russia 
would all protect Ukraine in case there's some kind of adverse uh, reaction. Right, to right. Take advantage of Ukraine. So if Ukraine had, during the time when Yanukovych, this, this has been the last point, and I'll let you get on to your next call. What, if Ukrainians had not protested in, in Kiev, uh, which is the way it's pronounced, at Kiev, but Kiev, uh, uh, if, uh, if they had uh, not protested and overturned Yanukovych, the Putin-appointed president of U, uh, Ukraine, and thrown that man out, they would have then allowed uh, Putin to put in all, all kinds of people into Ukraine again and probably uh, eventually set up uh, rockets around the perimeter because who's going to be able to stop him if you, if he's got all his people in there again? Like uh, You know what? Went. Listen, so, at, just for the sake of time, Nick, I got to go. But, uh, I, I mean, you're, you're, you're on the money. Again, I would encourage people to read uh, R- Rebecca Koffler's book, Putin's Playbook. Uh, really good. She's a uh, author with Regnery Republishing. Uh, check it out. But you guys bring up some great points, some great callers here. Uh, we got a minute and a half left in this segment. So let me go ahead and go to uh, a, a, another caller. Let me go to Matt in the Poconos. Uh, Matt, uh, welcome to the Dennis Prager Show. You've got the mic. Yeah, hi, Carl. Uh, thanks, and you are—you really are terrific, as uh, the last two callers said. Um, and I, I really I love it when you fill in for uh, Dennis. Um, all right, I'll try to be quick about this. Um, I just—I uh, don't—I know everybody thinks that this is a red wave coming, especially you know, at least in Congress. And uh, I don't—I don't see it. I mean, it should be one hundred percent, but I don't think that. I mean. We're already seeing the shenanigans happening again in Arizona. Why, like, why would it be any different than it was, you know? I mean, I know in the 2020, you know, we did do well, but no, they're going to do everything right. possible to stop it and, and, and play these little games. I mean, I live in Pennsylvania, and they're already, you know, we just passed the, you don't have to have an excuse to even send in an absentee ballot or get an absentee ballot. I've already gotten four myself. Like, why am I getting, oh my you know? god! Yeah, yeah you're like, you're in, you're in Pennsylvania. It's pretty. Oh my god! Oh I, my but listen, yeah. Matt, Matt, listen. This is a very important call. I'm going. To, I don't have much time left in this segment, so I'm going to address it more on the other side. I appreciate you calling in, uh, but but listen, I want you to get out there and vote. Regardless, don't don't dis don't get discouraged. Don't grow weary doing good. Get out there and vote. We have to start pressuring Republicans to make sure our elections are fair, free, and safe. I'll talk about that more on the other side. This is Carl Jackson and for Dennis Prager. We'll be back. All right, welcome back to the Dennis Prager Show. I'm Carl Jackson, your guest host, sitting in for Dennis Prager. Uh, it's been fun. It's been an honor to, uh, to fill in for Dennis Prager. Thank you, Dennis. Thank you, Sue. Uh, thank you, Sean McConnell. Thank you, Alan Estrin out there. Uh, Norm, Steve, I'll get to your call soon. If you want to call in uh, the last half hour of the program, one eight Prager seven seven six one eight Prager seven seven six. Again, this is fundraising month for Prager U. Go to PragerU.com, PragerU.com, PragerU.com. Uh, they teach what should be taught. Uh, so you can go to PragerU.com, help them to continue to do that and fight back against the left that are totally trying to destroy our country. Uh, and Or you can call 833-PRAGER-U. That is 833-PRAGER-U. There's still so much stuff. It's crazy. It's crazy. I can't believe time is just flying so fast. There's still so much stuff that I'd like to talk to you about, uh, stuff that I hadn't, uh, haven't gotten to, Breonna Taylor being one, uh, some of the things that are happening with covid 
And uh, but first, I want to address my last caller uh, from the Poconos there. And listen, guys, don't don't grow discouraged in doing good. All right. In due time, you will reap you will reap a reward if you don't give up. I, I do believe that that is uh, that is biblical. We have to keep fighting. Um, and but I got to be honest with you. I'm 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 really appreciative of his call because I don't think we can sit on our laurels. I th- I don't think we can. Uh, even I I'm guilty of this. I, I I admit it. I do believe that when it comes to the house, uh, we're 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 gonna kick some booty. Uh, but still, I should be cautious. Even we we can't take that for granted. Uh, and the Senate is a much harder thing. Dr. Oz isn't performing well in Pennsylvania. There's still time for that to turn around. Hopefully it will. Uh, but uh, when it comes to Pennsylvania, let's be honest, that state is really corrupt. When it comes to election integrity. So when Republicans get any type of power, this is why it's so important to be able to use it. And I would also say this. This is my gripe with the Republican Party. And I say this as a Republican, a Christian conservative American that happens to be black and then Republican, uh, I, I, I guess I, I would say. But people always it, it isn't. It isn't that people just want to vote against something. People want to be able to vote for something. This is what Donald Trump understood so well. This is what Ron DeSantis has started to understand. Because when he first got in office, guys, I hate to tell you, Ron DeSantis wasn't the governor that he is today. We were scared that he wasn't even going to make it over the finish line. And then he came into his own. And now, I mean, this guy, obviously, I mean, he's he's adored by a lot of people. He's hated uh, by uh, by a lot of people. But they understand the the how important messaging is and also sticking to your word, sticking to your promise. But Donald Trump did this masterfully. I got to say, Ned Ryan, he often comes on my buddy's program, The American Adversaries. I'll have him on my podcast next week, the Salem podcast or Salem podcast network dot com. The Carl Jackson Show dot com. Please subscribe. Also follow me on Instagram, The Carl Jackson Show, Twitter, Facebook, True Social, Gitter, you name it, The Carl Jackson Show. And Twitter and Gitter is Carl Jackson Show because you can't use as many characters. Uh, but uh, The Carl Jackson Show, basically. And then find me everywhere, wherever you find, where, wherever you find podcasts. But one of the things that Donald Trump got, and he got so well, and it's very important is that people want to vote for something. And this is why I do want Republicans, in a sense, to go back and remind Americans of what life was like pre the Biden administration. Remind people how peace just broke out all over the Middle East, for God's sakes, with the Abraham Accords. Remind people of how even with the horrible mistake, in my opinion, of shutting down McCon- uh, shutting down the economy, uh, and Dennis Prager has written about this. Go back and check out his column, DennisPrager.com. It's been quite some time, but he called it the, I believe it was the uh, the biggest mistake. Uh, anyway, you Google that or you you. Tap in the search bar, write in in the search bar on DennisPrager.com. You'll find you'll find the column. But the biggest mistake that I I, I think, frankly, a country has made, uh, a president has made, and I, I love Donald Trump, but that was a huge mistake, shutting down the economy. But nonetheless, when Biden entered office, he came in. It was a V-shaped recovery going on. Going on. We had gone from 14.7 percent unemployment because of the pandemic. Trump had gotten with his policies all the way back down to six percent. And now uh, Biden hasn't done much of anything. Biden hasn't done much of anything. It's insane. We need to remind people of all of these things that had happened when Trump left office. Inflation was at an average one point seven percent. 
Guys, I think we're in double digits. Gas prices were an average of two dollars, two thirty nine a gallon. Now the left is bragging that gas prices are at four bucks. Are you kidding me? We'll be back. This is Carl Jackson in for Dennis Prager. All right, Norm, Steve, Gene, I'll get to you shortly. This is Carl Jackson in for Dennis Prager. Uh, just real quick, a couple of reminders of some of the things, what I was talking about before the break, and how people don't just want to vote against something. They want to vote for something. I think uh, we could have a bigger red wave if we would have more Republicans calling press conferences, getting on social media, uh, media, getting in front of cameras, and making sure they tell people what they are for, even reminding people, of the things that were accomplished pre uh, pre Biden, and, and and you may you may not dis uh, you may dislike Trump, you may dislike his style, but but let's be honest, when it comes to policy, the guy was pretty freaking good, except with the pandemic and shutting down the economy. Why he did that still drives me nuts to this day. Uh, but nonetheless, at least it's it's exposed who the left is, and we know uh, we know how to fight. We know what we're up against. The left is they are an existential threat to the United States of America. And anyone that doesn't understand that is not on our team. Uh, it, it's, it's pretty simple to me. But you have to remind people that unemployment fell to three and a half percent, the lowest since 1969 under the Trump administration. You have to remind people there was a border wall. There wasn't open borders. We had gotten it under control with the Trump administration uh, in charge and remind people that that's a place that we can go back to. So we were there. We can we, we can get there again, I, I should say. Uh, constitutional judges were appointed, not the wannabe Merrick Garland. Thank God he wasn't appointed. I'm going to tell you talk to you about him real shortly. Some information that uh, Sean uh, shared with me regarding this Brianna Taylor uh, stuff that's happening to pop back up. And also consider what's happening in Ukraine. Consider what's happening in Russia. Do you think we'd have a war uh, against Russia, Ukraine if Trump were in office? Remind people of the peace that broke out, not just in the Middle East, but people were saying how Trump would start World War Three. Well, it looks like Biden and Pelosi are close to doing it. And listen, I do agree that we have to show strength when it comes to China against Taiwan. But uh, I can tell you, James Carafano, as he does, wrote an excellent piece on the Daily Signal. And I would encourage you uh, to check it out. I'll give you the title in just a uh, a second. But he says here, I'm just read. I'll read part of it to you. He talks about of all the places he goes. He talks about the miscommunication or the lack of communication, uh, the lack of a plan between the White House, uh, the White House, uh, President Biden and, 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 and the speaker of the House and Nancy Pelosi. And of all the places you want to go uh, or you're going to go when you need to make a clear statement taiwan is one of those places so to go there haphazardly uh, was not good it was not good he says of all the places for a haphazard engagement with beijing a dispute over taiwan is the worst taiwan is important to u.s interests not because it is a democracy or makes computer chips so some people are saying carl we're in ukraine we're being spread thin we're doing this listen guys this is instrumental taiwan is instrumental and it isn't just for computer chips but because uh, going on with the call, but because Taiwan holds a crucial strategic location in the, quote, first island chain, close quote. So if communist China controls Taiwan, the U.S. would be denied uh, would be denied access to one of the most important lanes of air 
and sea travel, commerce, and communication in the Indo-Pacific. China's nuclear-armed submarines would have a sanctuary, making them immune to the U.S. Navy. This would be a catastrophic blow to the U.S. Uh, and Asian uh, as Asia grows as a world power. This is uh, this is what's important. They are a threat, China is, and we we should be treating them as such. And Nancy Pelosi, although I would say I'm glad that she went and said, listen, uh, China can't dictate our foreign policy. The problem is she didn't conduct any foreign policy. She went there without a plan. We weren't doing that in the past. We weren't doing that under Trump. This stuff is very important. Constitutional judges were appointed under under uh, under Trump. Under the Republican Party, pre-Biden, we have to remind people of that and we have to tell people what they will do. And I think that we would experience an even larger uh, red wave than I suspect we will see in the House. I'm pretty confident in the House, not as confident in the Senate. And I was getting pretty confident in the Senate, uh, but uh, I I, I just think we got to hear more from Republicans. We got to give people um, we got to give people, uh, uh, you know, help people understand what we're fighting for real quick. And then I'll go to you callers. I just want to share now. Oh, great. Now I can't find it. Okay. So uh, four Louisville police are being charged in the Brianna Taylor probe. You guys might remember this. You guys might recall that four years ago, the, uh, I believe it was the attorney general, uh, wherever the state is, God forgive me right now. The attorney general came up and said, hey, basically, we're not going to charge these guys. It was a major press conference. Well, Merrick Garland decided that we needed they needed a racism case. Here it is. U.S. Attorney General Merrick Garland on Thursday announced that a total of four officers, current and former, from the Louisville Metro Police Department have been federally charged for their involvement in the fatal raid on the apartment of Breonna Taylor. In September 2020, Kentucky Republican Attorney General Daniel Cameron announced that no officers were would be indicted for murder in Taylor's case. The 26-year-old's death sparked racially charged protests and riots. And when you go back and look at the information, the attorney general, although it was a tough decision, made the right decision. Well, Merrick Garland and the Democrats, they, uh, you know, never let a or create a crisis if you don't have one, right? So racism, we knew, was going to... was going to create a scenario. Merrick Garland has just done it. Bringing up Brianna Taylor. Hey, black people, that's how stupid Democrats and Merrick Garland think you are. Uh, they think that they can get you mad before the midterms and you're going to vote uh, for more inflation. This is absolutely sad. It's it's complete and utter nonsense. Uh, but this is exactly what's going on. This is what the left is doing. We have to defeat these people. We can't. I, I, I'm sorry. Uh, we, we, we can't negotiate with them. Remember the gain of function right now. There's a. Uh, gain of function hearings going on in the Senate. Uh, did Fauci lie? Yes, we know he lied. Uh, did uh, 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 did this uh, uh, unleashed pandemic kill millions of people? Yes, uh, yes, it did. As a result of the gain of function research uh, being done, uh, should we do be doing anything about this at all? Of course we should. Fauci, in my opinion, should go to jail. We need to investigate all this. We'll be back. This is Carl Jackson. The Dennis Prager Show. Dennis Prager here. Thanks for listening to the Daily Dennis Prager Podcast. To hear the entire three hours of my radio show, commercial-free, every single day, become a member of PragerTopia. You'll also get access to 15 years' worth of archives, as well as the daily show prep. Subscribe 
at PragerTopia.com. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.